on the front lines. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. We call for these mighty men of valor. The Lord put a vision in my heart for a new movement amongst men in the body of Christ. The Lord says that I'm going to make champions out of those who would gather unto me. And I believe what men on the front lines will do. And I see it going into the nations. He's going to raise the bar among men. It's time for heroes to arise. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise. Men on the Frontline social media broadcast, equipping, encouraging, and empowering you to arise as the hero, the warrior, and the champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you have a key role to play for the kingdom in the earth. So thanks for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. We all know 2020 was a very challenging year. And 2021 is off to an interesting start as well. We can look around in almost every sphere of influence, in almost every area of society, and you know you don't have to be that prophetic or that discerning to see wickedness increasing, darkness increasing. So what are we to do with that? Are we to be discouraged? Are we to duck and cover? Are we to see this as a historic opportunity to shine the light of the gospel like never before and see the great harvest coming forth? But even if that's the case, how do we get about doing the business of our Father and sharing the gospel in a world, in a society, in a culture that seems to be getting darker and darker? That's what we're going to be talking about with my very special guest, one of my favorite guests to have a conversation with. But just before we get to that, I've got a quick announcement for you. Hey, I hope you're not getting sick of hearing me tell you about it because we're going to keep talking. But do me a favor, go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel today and subscribe to it. The reason for that is we love reaching you through all the social media platforms that we stream on, but we have noticed and we get feedback that a couple days later or a week later, as more content gets posted and things get pushed down the, 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 the post boards, that it's harder and harder to find those videos that impacted you so powerfully and you want to share with others. But if you go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel, we've got a Heroes Arise playlist. We've got a Propel pay playlist. There's playlists for all the shows I do for God TV. There's all the prophetic words, all the revelatory words. It's all there. It's all for free, and it's all for you on the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel. So do me a favor. Go there and subscribe today. And like and share the videos, because that does something to the algorithm that I don't fully understand, but my super smart friends tell me is important. But what it's about is it actually helps me because you become our marketing department. When you're liking and sharing those videos on the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel, you're activating the algorithm, and it makes it easier for not only the ones you share them with to find, but it does something so they're more active and more people can see them because we want to empower more champions just like you. So go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel today and subscribe. All right, let's get into this topic. Ryan Johnson. Thank you so much. I love our conversations. I love the revelation that you walk in. And um, I love this word you have about 2021, the Lord showed you, is the year to trim the wick. And I really like that because when I read that, my immediate thought was, what exactly does that mean? And when I started reading the word on your blog, 
And we'll tell all you guys how to find Ryan's blog at ryanjohnson.us. That's his website. I highly encourage his blog. He posts all sorts of great revelation there. But what I like, Ryan, is what, what we love with Heroes Arise is we love being about solutions. You know, we always tell our viewers, you're the solution. You make a difference. So even when we're pointing out something that's going on that somebody might say is a problem in culture or a problem in the church, it's not to point fingers and cast blame. It's to create awareness so we can be part of the solution. Because the kingdom's all about solutions. Jesus didn't come to point out problems. He came to deal with them. Jesus came as the solution so that we can rise up and be solutions on his behalf and for those he loves. So here we look around culture today. We look around the USA today. We look around world today. We look around media. We look around politics. We look around the school system. And it's so easy to see darkness and wickedness running rampant. Some of the policies that are being put in place today, they're just outright, outright dark, demonic, and wicked. We war not against flesh and blood. We war against powers and principalities. But as darkness increases, we know that Isaiah 60 tells us as darkness abounds, as darkness increases in the earth, as darkness, as, as gross darkness increases on the people, and it's our opportunity to shine. And this word you have about trimming the wick, what I like about it is it's very practical about here's how you can arise and shine. Because Isaiah 60 that we've been declaring, correctly so, is we are to arise and shine in moments like we're experiencing. It's not a time to duck and cover. It's not a time to give up. It's not a time to be defeated or despondent. It's a time to arise and shine. The glory of the Lord will appear upon us. The kingdom of God will arise in us. That's his promise. But it comes with the invitation of these verbs, and you could even say commands, that it starts by us participating by his power, by his Holy Spirit, but us participating and choosing to arise and shine. And God gave you this revelation, and that actually begins by us trimming our wick. What exactly does that mean? Well, this is a latter part of something because in June of 2020, last year, we, every, year, every June, uh, RJM, Ryan Johnson Ministries, we host a, a conference called Prophetic Cultivation. And, you know, we were like so many churches, we're going to do it or we're not going to do it because half the world is shut down. Right. So it was such a trying year. So there we are in June and we're pressing onward and we're going and we're doing it. And in the midst of that conference, the Lord speaks to me and says, tell my people to be carriers of oil. Mm. And I was like, Lord, what does that even mean? And so this begins this journey of where we get the parable of the 10 virgins. So from June all the way into December, I'm cultivating that word over and over again in my spirit about being the carriers of oil. So then it fully develops into the latter part of December when the Lord says, trim the wick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I don't remember anything about trimming the wick. I don't, I, that caught me off right, guard. Right. And so I'm, I'm accustomed to using my favorite version is the New American Standard Version. I love that version. I'm not against King James. It's just the one that, you know, I'm truly Southern. So I understand New American a little bit better. So I'm reading it, but then I go to the Amplified Version. And Matthew 25, 7, it says, Then all those virgins got up and put their own lamps in order, trimmed the wicks, mm. and added oil and lit them. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I've never seen this aspect of it. I've always looked. There were five wise. There were five yeah. foolish. The foolish didn't have enough oil. The wise did. The foolish wanted what the wise had because they weren't willing to pay the price for the oil, even though they knew where to purchase the oil. And there's a message in and of itself right. there. 
but I never caught on to the command to make sure that they trim the wicks. And so that caught my attention. I was like, okay, Lord, what are you saying, trim the wicks? So, you know, we have to go, the way my mind works, I always think of the natural implications. My wife loves candles. There's a candle on every table in our house, every room in our house, there's candles everywhere. And I just always thought back, you know, okay, when the wick gets nasty and dirty, we just kind of cut it and, and, and move on with it. When researching that, I began to realize there's actually a specific way to trim the wick ah, in the natural okay. principle of things. That's when the Lord really began speaking to me even more. And he starts really cultivating within what is going on in our culture right now in the body. 2020 was such a trying year for everybody. Across the world, so many people could relate to what we were enduring on different levels. Yeah. But even in during that, it wasn't the same everywhere. Some places was a lot more strict. Other places weren't. You know, where we live in Tennessee, we never had to have outdoor restaurants. But I was in Portland, Oregon right. uh, some months ago, and everything's on the outside. So it's different in that. The battle looks different. The conflict looks different. The tension looks different. The mm -hmm. strife looks different. All those things are happening in that moment. And so as the Lord began to really deal with me about how we had been invaded by so much and it, in that darkness begins to rise. The hatred comes out, the anger, the bitterness in people. People are frustrated. They're, you know, it's from the political spectrum. It's from the church spectrum. It's from the governmental spectrum. It's every aspect. And people were on their edge. Yeah. You know, we had to constantly remind everyone, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood yeah, we take it out on right, flesh and right. blood. And and I even joke at times, I, you know, one of the things we say is Jesus loves you and I'm working on it. Right. Or, you know, I say I want to throat punch a demon. The problem <laughs> is the demon's in you. Yeah. And, you know, you, 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 know, you joke and yeah. say those things. And, but then you really look and see where people are doing it. And you saw, even in social media, how everything, yeah. and everybody's picking their side. And we're failing to remember who we are as sons of God. Mm. Because now it's, I'm for this, or I'm against that, and I'm this or that. And we're not really letting light shine as it is intended to light in the darkness. And darkness is growing, I know. And please don't, don't categorize me as a doom and gloom right, guy. Right, right. Because I'm not. We have a Father who genuinely loves people, who yeah. is in love with people, and has a massive strategy that is being implemented on the earth right now. But darkness has increased. It is the culture that we're in. It is the society that we have, unfortunately, seen established. But as much as darkness is increased, so should the light of His glory. And that's where I realize that there's a lot of sons in God that their wicks haven't been trimmed. They've been defeated. They've been brokenhearted. They've been... Uh, you know, mentally exhausted yeah. and beaten down. Yeah. Again, we find ourselves where we're the body of Christ, but we don't see much of the demonstration. One of my favorite Ravenhill quotes is, the world is not looking for another explanation of Christianity. The world is looking for the demonstration. That's good. But we've not been able to demonstrate because it feels like our hands have been tied to right. a degree because the darkness is so strong. So the natural 
produces the revelation of the spiritual. Yeah. Do you think we have been, and, and I'm, I'm just processing this out loud with you right now, um, because I think the kingdom is results-oriented. Um, Jesus says you will know a tree by its fruit, and he is the tree of life, and he bears fruit, and we are to bear fruit through us. He prunes us so we can bear more fruit. So the kingdom is results-oriented. Do you think, though, part of the challenge is we are, we are leaning too much on seeing results in an expected timeline. Like, let's take what's going on in the country right now, and whether you're on the right or the left, because as you know, we've said over and over again, I absolutely believe that God is not a Democrat or Republican. Um, what we're facing in America right now is not a Democrat or Republican issue. It's a righteousness and unrighteousness issue. It's a darkness and light issue, whether it's policies we're looking at. But so many people were contending so passionately in the USA in regards to the election, and I say good. We should, be, we should be invading every sphere of influence, including the governmental sphere. The easiest way to do that is through voting and through prayer. But one of the things I think we have to remember, in any of these situations, we are to invade the systems of the earth, but we are not to look to the systems to be the solution. We are to be the solution brought into those systems because we carry him who is the solution, Christ. Do you think we got our eyes too much off of being the solution through shining our light? And that can be worship, intercession, wisdom, um, invading those spheres by running for local office or national office. And we look to the system to be the solution. In all honesty, I don't know that we have truly invaded those systems. Okay. I think a lot of times the kingdom has been waiting on an invitation from the culture for a negotiation. Interesting. The kingdom invades, and we've not been invading culture. We've been waiting on the culture to accept us. Okay. And so I don't know that we have fully shined the light that we were supposed to shine because we're waiting for the culture to acknowledge us. And well, this is good. This is a great conversation that I hadn't planned, but I love this. It's why I love my conversations with you. <laughs> but I would say we have started to invade because everything is birthed in prayer. And I watched tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people. Our little ministry um, coordinated 25,000 people into 24-7 prayer for six months for the, not for the election nearly so much as for the United States of America, the move of God and us once again being a righteous nation in partnership with God's will, way, and word. So I believe everything's birthed in prayer. So I think we have begun to invade the spheres and to invade that sphere in particular through prayer, which everything is birthed out of. But to what you just said, and maybe to what I was trying to say, but you said better, were we so focused on a result that we stopped invading in more ways because the culture didn't invite us in like you're saying, or the culture didn't respond the way we thought it would? I absolutely agree. I, I do believe that prayer was the beginning mark okay. of it. And we saw where we gained ground in prayer, but it's like that small piece of victory was enough to satisfy a lot of people within the body of Christ. And there's that recognition, you know, and, and, and again, we, I know we've seen that song, uh, I'm going to let this little light of mine shine, right, you know, right. I'm not going to let the enemy blow it out. And, and that's all cute, but the, unfortunately that's what's happened with a lot of people in the body of Christ. Yeah. They, that light is so little. Part of the trimming the wick is not that the light is greater than or lesser than, it's actually brighter than. Uh, when you trim the wick properly, it's not that you make a larger flame or a smaller flame. 
it's that the light burns purer oh, than it has ever burned before. So it is purer and it is brighter than it is. And that's where I'm at with the kingdom in, in the invading side of it because we have done little things that are truly what we're supposed to do. But we have to keep pushing yeah, yeah. forward from that place of purity. We have to keep doing that so that everything that is within us is revealed. And and it, it really and truthfully, it almost sounds, because <laughs> we both love the comic side of things, right. but you know, you've seen the comic, the movies where all of a sudden a bright light emerges out of one of the heroes right, or whatever right, the case right. may be. And it's that to a degree that they see the glory of the Lord so much so that that draws them in that. Yeah. Where's that drawing yeah. at in those regions? Where where is the point that we get to in let's just take a small town and that small town the local police department they have a child that is missing and they call the church because they know the right. church can pray right. in the revelation of where that small child is mm -hmm. at. Or, you know, the governor or the mayor, whatever the case may be, and they're calling forth for the church. I'm looking that we get to that invasive side, that we invade so much that we're not waiting for the government to call us. Or we're not waiting for the government to call us with an invitation. We're waiting for the government to call us because they're looking for the revelation of God. That's good. So in regards to this word about trimming the wick and even like say praying into the election because that's where everything is birthed and and then you know we we get that momentum and then we we invade in the natural as well bringing the kingdom solutions maybe this is a uh, a way to look at this so we we prayed our hearts out for six months many christians don't understand or don't like the results i'm not saying that across the board i'm saying there are many christians they feel that way. Um, and again, this isn't about a policy or po a politician or a party. It's about policies that are being put in place. Um, did our wicks get dirty? And what I mean by that is we didn't get the result that we expected. So now maybe there's discouragement, there's frustration. Is that a dirty wick? And if so, how do we trim that wick so that we continue on expecting results, but not demanding them to the point of being discouraged if we don't see them? I, I agree that we have seen that. Uh, I genuinely believe that because if you put, you know, the old terminology, put all your eggs in a basket, right. you bring on major disappointment. You look at the economic side, you look at even the simplicity of gas prices, yeah. you know, that goes up. We become disheartened. When things don't go the way that we thought they should have gone, we become very frustrated and we allow the little things in that we don't realize it becomes debris. Yeah. And that's anger, that's frustration, that's bitterness, that's unforgiveness. That's all those things can build up and we are still burning for the right. Lord. Yeah. But we're not burning the way that he intended us to burn. Yeah. And that's the thing that is withholding so many in the body of Christ right now, because I believe and even even when I look at the political landscape of things and, and I'm not saying one way or the other, I, you know, I sit here and I look where we're at right now and I know so many people are heavy hearted I go, okay, Lord, what does this mean? What are they? And not long ago, the Lord reminded me, he said, did I still not move with Elijah? Yeah. And I went, well, yeah, Lord. And he said, yeah. And Ahab and Jezebel was sitting on the throne. That's right. And so, and, and I'm not calling anybody. No, 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 because you can say the same thing about I, Nebuchadnezzar, wicked system, wicked kingdom, wicked king, and look at what he did through Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so this, this is the thing that we have to look at. God still moves 
amidst the darkness, but he uses people to do it. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing that gets me on this is we're looking for God to move on our behalf and God is looking for you and I to move on his behalf. So really the only person, because we know Jesus is the solution. So one of the mistakes we could make is say that that candidate's the solution. No, the kingdom's the solution. Jesus is the solution. So is this maybe theologically dangerous territory, but let me throw it out. Is it fair to say the only person we should be looking at as God's solution is ourself? Am I participating? And what I'm getting at is not, obviously I'm not the solution. Christ in me is. Right. But before I look at this politician or this CEO or this media person and saying, I didn't get who I expected that I thought was how God was going to do it, I should be looking at myself and saying, am I participating with God right now to be the solution? Am I still believing the kingdom is the solution more than even somebody I thought was appointed of God? The only person I need to really be concerned about being appointed of God is me. And am I willing to participate in faith no matter what, that God's bigger than anything that's facing us? and I'm continuing, Lord, show me how to burn brightly. I genuinely believe that's a huge key to this. Um, it's just like if I, if I go to a church and I speak and, and I'll run into people and they'll say, we're, we were believing for revival. And I go, okay, when's the prayer meetings? And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, when you're corporately praying together, and yeah. they go, well, we don't have corporate prayer. Then you're not genuinely believing for revival because there has to be an activation of what it is that we're doing. And unfortunately, and I say this with a, with a pure intent and heart, yeah. A lot of people look for a politician to be the right. answer right. of righteousness when righteousness is already within us because yes. of our identities as sons. My question to the body of Christ is, what are we doing? Right. What are we doing in that moment? I know that, 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 well, I'm praying. Yes, we need that. But what's the boots on the ground look like? Yeah. And what I think it's good to get excited about a candidate. And no one's going to be perfect. But if there's a candidate who's willing to stand for righteous policies and righteous platforms, we should get behind him and her. We should be praying. We should be supporting. Absolutely. We should be voting. That's part of invading. But the only part of that equation we can control is ourself. That's right. So 2020, challenging year. Um, intense, passionate time between COVID, between the election. We could look around the church right now and we could say there's a lot of dirty wicks from, for very understandable reasons, not because they're dirty, filthy people, but because it's been challenging, it's been disheartening, it's been this, it's been that. So how do we trim our wicks? Well, what's interesting is one of the things I learned on the natural side, like when, with, with the many candles in our house, what I would, when a wick would be dirty, I'd just take a pair of scissors and snip it. Yeah. And it'd be it. It'd be a one and done process. One of the things I did not know is there's actually a specific way to trim that wick. And, and this is what caught my attention. You're actually supposed to cut it into the point like the tip of a sword spear. Ah. So a wick is supposed to be cut at angles on this so that the wick has a spear likeness to it. When, the, when I saw that in the natural, the Lord spoke to me and said, at all times shall the word be sharper than a double-edged sword. Wow. And so what it, all of a sudden, it hits me what God is saying about trimming the wick is, are we constantly cultivating his word? Are we sharpening the word of the Lord within us? Do we know more of the political lingo? Do we know more of the COVID lingo? Yeah, do yeah. we know more of the cultural lingo? Or do we know the cultivation of his word that we are decreeing? We, do we understand that we decree and declare, we prophesy, 
We have the power and the authority of the kingdom with us. What are we really saying? What are the words that are actually coming out of our mouth? Yes. I believe one of the things that is, is a massive problem in the kingdom right now is Christians are reacting. I don't believe that we're called to react. I believe mm. we're called to respond. Mm. There's a difference between reacting and responding. When we react, we react out of our frustration, our anger, our bitterness, whatever the case is. That's how we're reacting. We're reacting because our wicks are dirty. They have mm. debris on them. But if we respond, we respond because we have meditated on who He is. Yes. We have meditated on His Word. What does God say? Not as what Ryan says. Not as what is your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas. What is God saying about this moment? Yeah. Is God done with the United States of America? Absolutely not. Did God throw His hands up because an election didn't go how we thought it should have went? No, that's not what God is saying. God is saying the kingdom is within you now. Yeah. Now advance the kingdom. Burn brighter than ever before. Be the demonstration of who I am as a son of God. Yeah. That trimming that means we cultivate our prayer life, yeah. the word, and the worship. When we cultivate, and those are elementary, Robert. Those are elementary. It doesn't take a doctorate to get in His Word. It doesn't take a doctorate to pray, and right. it doesn't take a doctorate to worship. Right. But those three things consistently applied in my life consistently is what spiritually matures me. Yeah. It's what spiritually matures anyone. And that's how through the, the wickedness, the darkness, the manipulation, that's how love radiates. That's how peace yeah. radiates. It's not me being silent. It's not me permissing or, or being permissible in that. It's not me saying, well, just you got to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. No, it is me being a sword. The word of the Lord is a sword. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing that just really seals it for me is where I've been working harder and harder on myself. I, I go through the name of Jesus is the greatest name of all. Yeah. Every demon, you know, bows. They flee. Yeah. They every knee will, will will bend. Every tongue will confess the name of Jesus. There's power and authority in his name. But I can't find one scripture where Jesus ever took credit for anything. Ever. Huh. But what he did do is point everything back to the Father. Right. And here's what the Lord started telling me about trimming the wick. Yeah. We're always trying to do Christ-like things. Do good things, help feed the hunger, all those Christ-like things. But where are we like Christ? Christ-like people will talk to lepers. Mm -hmm. Like Christ people will touch them. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, do they see enough of Christ that they see the Father? Mm. Only the light of who He is can reveal the Father. So what God has been working on me and trimming the wick is that the culture sees more of the Father than they see simply that of a Christ, wow. a Savior, that they see more of the Father. If I can see that because Scripture says that the Lord is looking all across the earth to reveal Himself unto Man. Yes. Now the scripture also says when we were created before we were ever in our mother's womb, who knew us? But if we renounce or denounce Christ and don't receive him as our Savior, we face the Father and he says, Depart from me because I never knew you. Mm. So, how's that? How did you know me before I was formed, but say you never knew me? And all of a sudden, the Lord began to speak to me and said, Because of the Son, I see me. Mm. What God is looking for in man is himself. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you want to, Jesus said, if you want to see the Father, you've seen him because you've seen me. Where's that at in the kingdom? What God is looking for in man is himself. That's yes. beautifully expressed. And what we need to wake up to, what I need to always re-wake up to, is what man is looking for, whether they know it or not, in man is the Father. Because that'll give the hope. That'll, you said, and check me if I'm getting this wrong, but you said something that really impacted me, that when you were talking about being Christ-like as opposed to like Christ, that God is trimming your wick so that they see more and more of the Father in you than, what was it you said? Then simply a Christ. A Christ. And, and when I say a Christ mm -hmm. is because we have to understand that when we talk about Jesus Christ, there's a lot of people that have their version of okay. a okay. Christ. Okay. And so that looks like multifaceted things, but I'm talking about seeing the Christ, yeah. the Savior, the anointed one, the Christ reveals the Father. And I agree with that, but what I'm even saying to myself, and if this is missing, misrepresenting what you're saying, check me on it, but I'm thinking, how about if I just challenge myself that people see more of the Father in me than they see Robert in me? Absolutely. And I mean, I'll, and I'll give that to a challenge to all of us in the church, guys, especially with this season we've gone through, this passionate season of contending in regards to the election. We have to make sure that as we contend for righteousness, we do it in the character and nature of him who is righteousness. And I'll take responsibility. There are times in the last six months people have probably seen more of me than they've seen of the Father in me. And I need to change that, especially as I'm standing for righteousness. And when you're talking about all of this in regards to trimming the wick, I will tell you one scripture I come back to over and over and over again, um, and to be open and vulnerable, we're going through something very challenging in my family right now. We're contending for my wife's health. And um, it's, it's obviously, we've been in shock, we've been in this, we've been in that. It's an intense season, but because of that, I'm being very careful to go especially when I catch myself in shock or I drift into fear or I drift into something that I know is not of him. I'm being very intentional to get into the word, to get into worship and to get into prayer because that reminds me when I worship, I'm reminded who my God is. There's a reason God said, Moses, as soon as I bring him out of captivity, the first thing I want you to do is bring him up the mountain to worship me. It wasn't God saying, bring him up here to tell me how awesome I am. No, it's because once you're set free from something, you need to not only be set free from what held you, you need to be reminded who you are. The best way to be reminded who you are is to look upon me, to worship me, because you'll remember who I am, you'll remember what I've done, you'll remember what I'm capable of and will do, and you'll remember you're made in my likeness, and this is all about relationships. Then you go into prayer because you're in this place of power and authority. Then the word is exploding in you. But all that to say this, in what we're going through, I'm going back to Genesis 15, 1 over and over and over again. It's one of my life scriptures. And we know it. It's when God says to Abram, I am your exceeding and great reward. As he's contending for the promise, believing for the promise, even before he says, I'm going to give you your heart's desire. I'm going to give you that son, that heir. But before I do that, you need to know this. I am your exceeding great reward. Now, I took that often as God was saying, hey, above all else, value me, which is true, but God had me do a word study once. He knows I love words. He loves word. He is the word. God is not being poetic or repetitive when he says, I am your exceeding and great reward. That word exceeding in the Hebrew is me'od. And one of the ways it can be translated is louder and louder. And in these seasons, whether it's for the USA, for my family, for my wife, 
In times like this, I have to allow, I have to choose to allow, this is the trimming of my wick, choose to allow the word of God, the truth of God, the character and nature of God to be louder and louder than what symptoms or medical reports or the enemy or culture is shouting at me. Right now in our family, we could look and say, things look to be getting darker and darker, but that's only how they look right now based on facts. When I let God's truth, God's character, God's nature, God's love for us, for our family, for my wife, the truth of his word be louder and louder, now my wick is being trimmed and fear falls away, discouragement falls away, panic, all of that falls away, and it's like, I know my God, I know what he said, his truth is truer, his promises are louder than anything that's said, and actually, devil, you have to bow now in Jesus' name, and when I have trouble believing that, then I go into worship, because now I'm reminded as I worship, oh God, I remember exactly what you're like, I know what you're capable of, oh my gosh, yes, now I can go back into the word, get the promise, now I can go into prayer and decree with that promise. And all of a sudden now, my wick is trimmed and sharpened. I'm operating in my authority because it's his authority, because I remember who he is. I remember what he's like. I remember what he said. I remember his word and his truth are greater than any temporary fact, and his promises and his nature are louder than anything the world, circumstances of the enemy is shouting at me. You're understanding the difference between shining and burning. Unpack that for me. When you're burning, it is constantly being stirred. Okay. The embers are, are constantly there. So when you're worshiping, you're praying, you're crying out to God, you're burning in that. Shining is for the moment. Okay, so I invade a darkness. I shine in that moment. I shine His glory in His moment. And many in the oh. church are satisfied in the shining but they're not really burning. Mm. What are we doing when no one else is looking? Mm. So in those moments, you're sitting there cultivating yeah. that. You're burning when no one else is looking. No one else is saying anything. Even if it's coming from a place of unknown, yeah. even if it's coming from a place of hurt or yeah. grief or whatever the case is, you're cultivating the burning of that flame. So many in the body of Christ are looking for the moment to shine the light, mm. but not looking for the relationship of the burn. Oh, wow. If we can maintain the relationship of the burn, because God is a consuming fire, an all-consuming fire, if we can sustain ourselves within the burn, we don't have to look for the moment to shine because we're always illuminating. And that comes from that. That comes from that trimming process. That's what separates the foolish from the wise. Mm. The wise were always being prepared because their preparation met the expectation. See, they were expecting the announcement to come, but the foolish weren't prepared. A burning people are prepared because they know what they're expecting. Mm. You expect God to move. You yes. expect yes. God to respond. Yes. You expect God to hear. You expect God to love. You expect that. So you expect that in your preparation as well. But so many aren't prepared, mm. yet they're crying out for the expectation because they're willing only to shine for moments and they're not willing to move, or they're not willing to burn for a movement. Wow. 
This is really good because, you know, um, there's so much going on in the nation right now. But, you know, these aren't just words we say at the top of the broadcast. You know, there came a point, you can look back at all our Heroes Arise episodes, guys, and you will see there came a time when the introduction that I do, those words, you matter, you're important, you have a key role to play for the kingdom and the earth, they were added. That wasn't just script writing. God gave us those words to declare over you from an encounter, and it's because you are part of his solution. And Ryan is giving us a, a secret today, an empowerment today, whatever you want to talk about it. You know, because Ryan, this is new to me. In, and what I loved about this word was I had heard, and this is true, and this is wise, and this is good. We have to keep our lamps full of oil. That's what the five wise did. They had the oil. They were prepared. But I've never heard anything until this word from you about that you also have to keep the wick trimmed so that you will not only have the oil to burn, but you will burn brightly and effectively. So do me a favor. Um, I'm going to have you pray for our audience. Um, but just before we do that, share with them where they can hear more from you, get more from you, um, all of your contact places. The quickest place is our website. It's ryanjohnson.us, ryanjohnson.us. You can find my blog there. You can find the links to our uh, podcast called the Blacksmith Chronicles podcast, our YouTube channel. We want to encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is Ryan Johnson Ministries. Uh, you can go get some of our resources. I have three books that I've written that are out. They're available on Amazon, other places as well. Uh, our store, we have some merchandise that would be able to be good to help you. Some of it can be a little controversial, but that's the way that we, we tend to be at times for specific things that we strongly believe in. But you can connect with us there as well on all the social media links, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all there on all that stuff. So just go to that website. You can find everything there. And let them know about your podcast, uh, Blacksmith Chronicles. is outstanding. Yeah, it's we do it on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we also do the video version, which is on the YouTube as okay. well. So we try to actually have two shows a week that comes out on Tuesday and Thursday. Sometimes according to schedules and traveling, I'm not able to get that out every Tuesday and Thursday, but we do try to hit one every week. So that is, I, I have guests that I interview, but also you'll hear messages from me because one of the things that happened is I started having people say, your podcast, the way you interview is not the same way that you preach. So I make sure to give people how I minister as well so that they're not caught off guard. That's awesome. All right, do me a favor and look into your camera and pray for our audience as Holy Spirit leads. Absolutely. So, Father, I thank you for everyone that is watching and listening to this right now. I thank you because they will be those who walk in wisdom and not the way of the foolish. I ask you, Holy Spirit, right now to give everyone who is listening divine wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Though the world looks dark, the harvest is ripe. Though the laborers are few, those that are listening will say, yes, Lord. Make your yes a resounding yes to the Father. And allow the Lord to reveal to you the debris that has hindered the pure light of His glory shining forth. For He will prune you, but it'll be a good pruning. It will be for your advancement, for what His assignment, His anointing is for your life. And I pray right now that your yes is yes 
to the Father. I pray that you have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive everything. And I release right now, Father, a surgeon's of prophetic gifting to work into the lives of those that receive now a fresh baptism of the gift of Holy Spirit, that they would begin to prophesy into people, that they be the demonstration of edification, exhortation, and comfort to those that are bound in darkness, but your glory is the answer. Let them see the fruit, Lord, Mm -hmm. and as they advance the kingdom, we glorify you in all things, and we decree and declare it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ryan, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. And thank all of you for being with us for this episode. You know, you have such a key role to play for what God wants to do in the earth. You are part of his solution. He is going to flow into you and flow through you to make a difference in every single realm of authority you're inhabiting and that he is bringing you into. You are a hero arising, and we're cheering you on. Thanks for being with us this episode, and we will see you again here soon for another Heroes Arising.